You're listening to All About Skills, where we discuss the eight critical skills you need to succeed and how CEOs, placement directors, executive recruiters, and career-minded individuals utilize them to propel themselves to a higher level of understanding and achievement. Get ready to learn, master, and excel with your host, Charlie Jett. Thank you very much, Anne, and welcome to All About Skills. This is a weekly series of programs about the skills that your children and grandchildren will need, skills that you need to get ahead in your career, and those that we all need to function effectively for our constitutional republic to survive. My name is Charlie Jett, and I'm coming to you from our studio high above the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in beautiful downtown Chicago. Now, in the last program, we talked about the analysis skill. So this week, we're going to talk about the technology skill. So let's get started. The technology skill does not mean that you should be good at designing electronic circuit boards or anything that even resembles technical design or expertise. Instead, the technology skill is simply the ability to select the appropriate technology that is the most efficient and useful to accomplish a specific task. For example, if you want to write a book, the appropriate technology to use, if you don't want to use pencil and paper, would be a word processing program such as Microsoft Word. Similarly, if you want to create a balance sheet that examines your organization's cash flow over time, your appropriate technology would be a spreadsheet program such as Microsoft Excel. If you want to build a website or blog, you can do it by simply writing all of the HTML code yourself. Or you could use a technological platform such as WordPress, which I use, Dreamweaver, or something similar. If you are applying the critical skill of information, you use the technology of the internet, most likely, and, if necessary, go to a library and sift through the books and other written resources. Selection of the appropriate technology is the key, and knowledge about what technologies are available to apply to specific projects or tasks requires the technology skill. That task is becoming more and more difficult these days since technology is advancing at such a rapid pace. Not too many years ago, the Internet did not exist, and the technology needed to gather information was, in retrospect, rather primitive. Writing reports in those days required a typewriter, later replaced by computers and word processing programs. Engineers and architects needed drawing instruments and T-squares. Nowadays, specific computer programs make their tasks much easier, and the rendering of detailed drawings is left to microchips and software. I can think of no better example of applying the technology skill, integrated with the other critical skills, then was displayed by Captain James Lovell during the ill-fated Apollo 13 mission in April of 1970. It was just a short transmission. Captain James Lovell, commander of Apollo 13, said calmly, Houston, we have a problem. That was an understatement, and it set in motion one of the most dramatic examples in history of applying the critical skills. The Apollo 13 space vehicle and crew were nearing the moon when the explosion occurred. An oxygen tank had exploded, crippling the service module upon which the command module depended. 
The events over the next few hours involved extraordinary teamwork between the Apollo 13 crew and Mission Control in Houston. Precise, calm, and highly technical communications went back and forth. Problems were identified and solutions suggested, with the implementation of some. The key decision was that the mission should be aborted, and the crew must return to Earth as soon as possible, if that were possible. Faced with threatening problems such as a very limited power supply, the need to remove dangerous carbon dioxide, and consumables that were intended to sustain two people for a day and a half, not three people for four days, the crew and their team of ground personnel managed to bring the service module and the command module, Odyssey, into position for a re-entry to the Earth's atmosphere. Not only was the pressure of making a life and death decision, those decisions had to be made in real time and while the whole world was watching and listening live on television. It was drama of the highest order and would put any normal human being to the ultimate test. A key problem arose when the command module and crippled service module approached the Earth. The crew jettisoned the service module and prepared for entry into the atmosphere. Entering the Earth's atmosphere at the correct angle was critical. If the angle were too steep, the entire command module and the crew would burn up. If the angle were too shallow, the entire command module and crew would skip over the top of the atmosphere like a stone skipping on a pond. This is where Captain Lovell's technological skills were dramatically displayed. In his own words, Captain Lovell said, quote, We did not know that we were coming back outside the two-degree pie-shaped wedge necessary for a safe landing until the ground tracking crew told us so. To get back inside the corridor, we had two items we could use. The first, the terminator of the earth, the line between day and night. And second, a gun sight or crosshairs on the lunar module window. He went on, knowing the structure of the lunar module, I was aware that if I superimposed the horizontal line of my gun sight on the Earth's terminator, I would place the lunar module engine in a position to increase the angle of entry and get the spacecraft back into the corridor. Mission Control had to provide me with the time of the engine burn to do this. Fortunately, as we all know, the Apollo 13 crew landed safely in the Pacific Ocean to the relief of an entire planet. This was the application of the critical skills at its very best. Communications, precise, clear, and to the point. Production, the idea was to get the crew safely back to Earth. The end result was that is what happened. Information, accurate and true information gathering on the ground and in the command module. Analysis, precise analysis to determine the length of the rocket burn and correct approach angle to the atmosphere. Interpersonal, teamwork between the ground crew and the mission crew at its finest. Time management, correct priorities with no time to spare. And technology, maximum use of the technology current at the time to solve the problems. Some solutions required makeshift and jury rig processes. The whole world breathed a sigh of immense relief. The complexity of the technology skill will only increase given the astronomical pace at which technology itself is advancing. In the digital world, there have been some accurate and actually fun laws 
articulated that capture the speed at which this technology is advancing. Moore's law, for example, probably the most famous, says that the number of transistors you can put on an integrated circuit doubles every two years. Kreider's law, that's the storage equivalent of Moore's law, says that a magnetic disk storage capacity doubles every 18 months, and correspondingly, the cost of magnetic storage is reduced by half over the same time. Worth's law says that while hardware is becoming faster, software is becoming slower. A huge investment in an IBM computer named Watson showed that an artificial intelligence computer can beat the best in the Jeopardy game. Later, the first commercial application of the Watson system assists physicians and nurses in utilization management decisions in lung cancer treatment. According to CBS News, IBM developed Ch Chef Watson, which has already been put to work at IBM events in cafeterias and the company's food truck. The idea is pretty straightforward. When given a handful of ingredients, Watson is able to create new original recipes. In other words, Watson acts like a chef who might be looking in your fridge or shopping at the farmer's market. And IBM has also created an application to bring the power of Chef Watson to your smartphone. Now, while these applications may be entertaining and novel in their functions, the full functionality of this system and others that will be developed is mind-boggling. Certainly, they will test the technology skill to select and use the appropriate technology in the problem-solving process. Now, a discussion about the technology skill would be incomplete without a brief discussion of two very important technological advances over the past decade, and that is Facebook and Twitter and their impact on worldwide communications. Not too long ago, a writer named Kurt Wagner wrote a very good article about the impact of Facebook on the world. With more than 1.2 billion users and counting, Facebook has more than 17% of the world's population actively using a platform. And, with all, and that's not including almost all of China, where Facebook is currently blocked by the government. And as the company places more emphasis on mobile and emerging markets, it's plausible that another billion users could sign up on the site in the next few years. But the impact hasn't been all that positive. In fact, a recent poll suggests that approximately one-third of worldwide users think, think that Facebook's impact has been negative for society. Here are Kurt Wagner's eight ways that Facebook has changed the world that just keeps on sharing. First, Facebook changed the way we keep in touch. It's made the world smaller. And often ignored is the service. Facebook has always been free. Yes, users pay by sharing their personal information with the company and agreeing to see ads, but financially, having a Facebook account has never costed a user a dime. Second, Facebook has changed the way we share our lives. Facebook is no longer just a social network that helps us share our lives, but it definitely got the ball rolling. Your photos, your thoughts, your favorite videos, your movies, your books that you like, what used to be personal stuff is now plastered on your social profile, and almost everyone is guilty of oversharing at one point or another. In 2013, for example, Facebook users shared approximately 41,000 
posts per second, according to an online advertising company survey. And that's more than 2.4 million posts every minute. Third, Facebook changed the way we consume content. You can't change the way people share if you don't also change the way they consume. Facebook users don't just post about their personal lives. They also post news and content that are important to them. Political news, sports scores, funny videos, all on Facebook. It's fair game. It all starts with the news feed, a never-ending stream of content from people and companies that you've connected with on the platform. And the news feed never ends. In theory, users could scroll on forever, a feature that was unheard of when the news feed began in 2006. It has since been adopted by most social sites, including Twitter, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. Facebook is a major source of news. In fact, roughly 71% of 18 to 24-year-olds credit the internet as their main news source, and 30% of the people in their 30s get news from Facebook specifically. No wonder that some, as it has been reported, use Facebook as a way to put out fake news. Facebook is vulnerable to false information. When that is put out, it leads to the wrong findings from people who read it and therefore to the wrong conclusions. Facebook lets foreign governments, for example, put fake news on this platform and feed it with red meat for the willing consumer. Fourth, Facebook has changed the way we view privacy. Facebook has lots of data and it was collected from you or users just like you. Facebook knows our names, our schools, our friends, our favorite sports team. It knows what types of brands we like and what music we listen to. And for more than a billion people who use Facebook each month, this is totally acceptable. Fifth, and I'm not going to dwell too much on this, Facebook has changed American politics. Much like former U.S. President John F. Kennedy used television to his advantage during the 1960 presidential campaign, President Barack Obama used the Internet, and specifically Facebook, to cruise past his competitor. So did, as you remember, President Donald Trump. Sixth, Facebook changed the Middle East. The collective power of Facebook was on full display a few years ago when the Middle East was flipped upside down during a number of collective uprisings known as the Arab Spring. Facebook served as a place for rebel leaders to share news, engage in discussion, and ultimately recruit others to their cause. The result was new heads of government in four different countries, Tunisia, Egypt, Yemen, and Libya. In Tunisia, for example, a reported two million people used Facebooks to communicate during the revolution. In Egypt, nearly half a million people gathered news about protests from that social network. Seventh, Facebook changed the way people are bullied. The internet can be a cruel place, although simply identifying it as such does nothing to prevent cyberbullying, one of the unfortunate consequences of such a connected, share-happy community. Since Facebook's inception, Bullies have used the social network to do their worst behind the protection of a computer screen. Facebook's structure can create easy targets, 
and more than 40% of people between 14 and 24 years old reported being electronically harassed. Where else can a bully leave a comment or upload a photo for his victim's entire social circle to see? Finally, number eight, Facebook changed the way businesses interact with customers with advertising and customer service. For example, staffing a 1-800 helpline from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. no longer cuts it. Most major brands have entire teams of employees who are tasked with creating interesting social media content and dealing with customers online. Now let's turn to Twitter. After 10 years of documenting the world in 140 characters, Twitter now has more than 350 million active users. That might be far fewer than Facebook's close to 2 billion, but Twitter arguably has a disproportionate influence on the world, partly because it attracts a significant number of politicians, journalists, and celebrities. There was an expert panel that explained how their field has been changed by this little blue bird, and I'll share some of their thoughts with you. First in politics, Sharon Cohen, who's a senior lecturer in media psychology, says that Twitter has obviously been used to raise awareness of political topics, spread political messages, and coordinate collective action. This has often come through specific campaigns such as Black Lives Matter or Jez We Can that promoted the candidacy of the British Labour Party leader Jeremy Corbyn. But Twitter is also used to gauge public opinion, often producing a false sense of consensus or of how many people feel strongly about it about a topic such in a so-called Twitter storm. This is because users tend to connect with people who so hold similar views as their own and are less likely to come across different issues or opinions. On top of this, by giving politicians personalized profiles similar to those of other famous people, Twitter has helped turn them into celebrities rather than as public servants. In science, Philip James, a senior lecturer in geographic information systems, says Twitter data opens up new horizons for scientists, both as a rich data source in its own right, but also as a way of gathering information from the public. This has the added benefit of increasing their awareness of and participating in science. For example, for a project to model urban floods, when they ask people to tweet information about flooding near them to help them select the most accurate scenario produced by simulations, people responded. Twitter has had a major effect on journalism. Richard Jones, who's a lecturer in journalism and media, says, newsrooms have long been dominated by the wires. Many journalists sit behind monitors, their eyes flicking toward the latest flashes in the corners of their screen. Twitter has changed that at least a bit. The flow of information around the world is no longer just controlled by the Associated Press or Reuters. It's being tweeted, too. Twitter has more than 300 million users, and every time a story breaks, someone is there to post it, where it's shared almost instantly worldwide. For example, the first report of the raid which killed Osama bin Laden in Pakistan came not from an official news source, but from a local IT consultant. And finally, relationships. Deborah Chambers, who's a professor in media and cultural studies, says, all social media platforms are engineered to promote a culture of sharing personal information. But Twitter, unlike other sites, 
such as Facebook, because most of its messages are public and you can follow someone without them having to follow you back, or usually give them permission, this has created new opportunities for a form of cyber-stalking that allows users to eavesdrop on personal information beyond personal and professional networks. Now that's been a discussion about the impact of technology, specifically Facebook and Twitter, on the world we live in. But it doesn't stop there. Chris Dixon looks toward the future. He's an American internet entrepreneur and investor in a range of tech and media companies that include Kickstarter and Foursquare, and wrote an essay highlighting some of the reasons why we should be very excited about the future of technologies. The reason he listed are as follows. First, self-driving cars. Self-driving cars exist today that are safer than human-driven cars in most driving condition. Over the next five years or so, they'll get even safer and will begin to go mainstream. Second, clean energy. Attempts to fight climate change by reducing the demand for energy haven't worked. Fortunately, science and engineers and entrepreneurs have been working hard on the supply side to make clean energy convenient and cost-effective. Third, virtual and augmented reality. Computer processors only recently became fast enough to power comfortable and convincing virtual and augmented reality experiences. Companies like Facebook, Google, Apple, and Microsoft are investing billions of dollars to make virtual reality and augmented reality more immersive, comfortable, and affordable. Fourth, drones and flying cars. The Global Positioning Satellite System, GPS, started out as a military technology, but now it's used to hail taxis, get mapping directions, and hunk Pokemon. Likewise, drones started out as a military technology, but are increasingly being used for a wide range of consumer and commercial applications. Fifth, artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence has made rapid advances in the last few years due to new algorithms and massive increases in data collection and in computing power. And these advances will only increase exponentially. Six, pocket supercomputers for everyone. By 2020, 80% of the adults on Earth will have an internet-connected smartphone. An iPhone 6, for example, has about 2 billion transistors, roughly 625 times more transistors than a 1995 Intel Pentium computer. Today's smartphones are what used to be considered supercomputers. 7. Cryptocurrencies and blockchains. Protocols are pl the plumbing of the internet. Most of the protocols we use today were developed decades ago by academia and government. Since then, protocol development mostly stopped as energy shifted to developing proprietary systems like social networks and the messaging apps. Cryptocurrency and blockchain technology are changing this by providing new business models for internet protocols. This year alone, hundreds of millions of dollars have been raised for a broad range of innovative blockchain-based protocols, and this will only increase. Eight, high-quality online education. While college tuition skyrockets, anyone with a smartphone can study almost any topic online, accessing educational content that is mostly free and increasingly of very high quality.
Nine, better food through science. Earth is running out of farmable land and fresh water. This is partly because our food production systems are incredibly inefficient. It takes an astounding 1,799 gallons of water to produce one pound of beef. Fortunately, a variety of new technologies are being developed to improve the food system. Number 10, computerized medicine. Until recently, computers have only been at the periphery of medicine, used primarily for research and record keeping. Today, the combination of computer science and medicine is leading to a variety of breakthroughs. And 11, a new space age. Since the beginning of the space age in the 1960s, the vast majority of space funding has come from governments. But that funding has been in decline. For example, NASA's budget dropped from about 4.5% of the federal budget in the 1960s to about one half of 1% of the federal budget today. So there are incalculable opportunities for the future. As futurist Kevin Kelly says, quote, if we could climb into a time machine, journey 30 years into the future, and from that vantage look back to today, we'd realize that most of the greatest products running the lives of citizens in 2050 were not invented until after 2016. People in the future will look at their holodecks and wearable virtual reality contact lenses and downloadable avatars and artificial intelligence interfaces and say, oh, you really didn't have the internet? Or whatever they'll call it back then. So, he says, here's the truth. Right now is the best time to start up. There has never been a better day in the whole history of the world to invent something. There has never been a better time with more opportunities, more openings, lower barriers, higher benefit to risk ratios, better returns, greater upside than right now. Right now, this minute, this is the minute that folks in the future will look back at and say, oh, to have been alive and well back then. So in conclusion and to repeat, the technology skill is the skill that one uses to apply technology and solve problems. It's not the skill to develop technology. That's a very important and exciting venture, developing technology, and there are many opportunities for that in the future. But using technology to solve problems is the skill most people need to learn and master. Now, in the next episode, next week, we'll talk about the interpersonal skill. In the meantime, give some more thought to these critical skills. Again, they are communications, production, information, analysis, technology, interpersonal, time management, and continuous education. My name is Charlie Jett, and I thank you for joining me as we continue on our journey that is all about skills. Thank you for listening to this episode of All About Skills. To learn more information about the critical skills, be sure to visit itsallaboutskills.com for access to resources like blogs, field studies, published books, and more about how to learn, how to use, and how to teach this important content. That's exclusively available on itsallaboutskills.com. We look forward to having you join us on the next episode so we can continue to help you learn, master, and excel by using critical skills right here on All About Skills.